It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday as we're in off-season mode. But this week, with mandatory minicamp going on, I've been on Monday through Friday, but going back to next week and the next five weeks until we get down to training camp in Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the campus of Wofford College. We will be back on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday schedule as we're in off-season mode here on the pod, which makes it. Very important that you subscribe if you watch the show on YouTube, and it makes it very important that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, and whatever podcasting platform that you use to listen to the show so you don't miss a single episode here throughout the summer months here on Locked on Panthers as we get ready for the 2022 season. And it's also important that you follow me on Twitter so every single Friday, like tomorrow, you can participate in a weekly Friday mailbag to do so either at me on Twitter at Julian Council or really just DM me on Twitter at Julian Council so I can answer every single one of your questions every Friday here on the show, a part of the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. And today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle of jewelry from BlueNile.com and Locked On Sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive, exclusive in, includes engagement rings. Use code LOCKEDON at checkout. So it's over. The whole offseason program here in Carolina is over until we get down to training camp in five weeks' time. Mandatory minicamp going on Tuesday through Thursday here in Charlotte. Concluded with a what seemed to be kind of a mini fan fest for the Panthers' friends and family as they had their final day of mandatory minicamp inside Bank of America Stadium. They did a lot of inside the 20 um, work with the offense and Sam Darnold was throwing touchdown passes. Matt Corral was out there spinning at it. Seemed like to be a wholesome fun day as Ikki Aquanu caught a touchdown. 
for the Carolina Panthers during that portion of practice and plenty of the veterans like Shaq Thompson and DJ Moore who were not in uniform. Christian McCaffrey, of course, as well, who were not in uniform and practicing this week. We're still out there in a coaching capacity as Matt Rule tried to have a different feel of mandatory minicamp. He's trying to have a different feel, as we've talked about here on the show, of this entire OTA and mandatory minicamp portion of the offseason as he's really tried to know his players better. And he had the Panther games, the kind of field day they had, I think, last week. And for those guys to really loosen up and get to know each other. And Shaq Thompson's kind of alluded to, he thinks this might be the year. He doesn't want to get too ahead of himself. And I've wanted to start drinking the Kool-Aid. Got to put enough sugar in there for me to really want to buy in. But it really feels like the Carolina Panthers are a closer unit than what they were the last couple of seasons. And Matt Rule spoke to the media one final time before we talked to him again at the beginning of training camp there in a couple of weeks at the end of July, saying, I think we're a better team. Guys have been here two years now. We've got some really good additions and credited Scott Fitterer. And the fact that they are now in their third year and they've had players like Shaq Thompson and Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore and Dante Jackson. And then you're getting second year guys like Brady Christensen stepping up to new roles. And same thing with Terrace Marshall, who spoke to the media as well on Monday, that they're in a situation where they have whatever foundation they were trying to lay. The whole process, the brand, all these things that we have heard from Matt Rule and his overuses of the word elite. He said it was an elite amount of attendance for minicamp. And I'll give him credit. The last two seasons, pretty much everyone's shown up for the voluntary portion of OTAs and for mandatory minicamp. We haven't been like other teams that have the drama of a player not showing up because of contract reasons. Robbie Anderson was one of the only players who didn't really wasn't around for a little bit of a period of time. And he, that was the same case last year. And this year didn't really make a ton of sense to me. But outside of that, there was no drama as far as the guys on the field, other than Robbie. But really, the guys on the field that were here in Carolina, you don't have any of that kind of drama within the actual players. Now, we have the drama with David Tepper and Rock Hill and everything else surrounding that and the Panthers' interest in potentially bringing in another quarterback. But other than that, it seems to be a pretty healthy environment that Matt Rule has down there. And I think that's positive, obviously, for him heading into what's going to be a very important year for him in year three here in Charlotte and in Carolina to win. And I don't know what the number is. I'm sure I'll be asked about that. I've already been asked about it. I'm sure I'll be asked about it plenty of times here until we get to the season. And once we finally see what the 53-man roster looks like, like how many games does Matt Rule need to win? The schedule is not easy. It's the NFL. Any given Sunday, but you're going to face really tough competition and getting the NFC West this year and getting the AFC North, especially two of the toughest divisions in football. And the West might take a little bit step back just with Seattle no longer having Russell Wilson as he's headed off to Denver. But either way, it's going to be difficult. But the Panthers have a lot of home games throughout the season here in Charlotte with the weather that will be on their side as they're going to get plenty of it. In Wofford, as Iki Aquanu was asked, like, what is the expectations getting down there? And he's like, it's going to be hot. But, hey, Iki's from North Carolina. I think it'll be just fine. I don't really know what's so different about Wofford and their heat. I mean, I know Columbia, South Carolina is like one of those places where literally the heat just seems to be never-ending and then just unrelenting throughout the summer months. But we'll see how things turn, turn out for the Carolina Panthers this year. And Rule spoke about Matt. A corral as well, and we'll get into Sam Darnold, what he had to say as the Panthers. Now we're going to have a decision to make whether they want to bring in another quarterback here in just a moment. But he talked about Matt Corral, the rookie, who also sat there and spoke to the media. And what he said about Matt Corral, that he's been impressed by him. Um, he has instincts after the snap, but the real challenge for Matt Corral is it's pre-snap reads and learning how to get in and out of the huddle. And that echoes the same sentiment that new offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo said to us a couple weeks ago 
during the uh, true OTA portion of the offseason, the third phase of OTAs, where he was saying that it's really between snaps is where Matt Corral has to grow. He has the footwork foundation. He has a live arm. He has the leadership. I think it was on Wednesday where someone was uh, tweeting out and showing photo and video of Matt Corral dapping up all of his offensive linemen. Like, those are the guys who are going to protect him. Those are the guys who are going to give him opportunity to succeed in this league. Because as we've seen with Sam Darnold, it's been one of the excuses that we've given him. And it's really been a reason, one of the reasons why he struggled last year. If the offensive line is poor, it's hard to have success. It doesn't matter who you are. If you're Tom Brady, you don't have an offensive line, you're going to not play at the level that you want to play at, even though you have to at some point in time be able to overcome that. But Matt Corral has stepped in, and he's focused on just learning the offense. And I loved what Sam Darnold said on Wednesday, saying just be be yourself, echoing what Teddy Bridgewater had told him when he first got to New York, and that just finding out how to run an offense and just focusing on the playbook. And Matt Corral spoke to the media on Thursday and said the same things where he's just focused on the mental aspect. And he, yes, he has the athleticism. He has the traits, the intangibles that can make him potentially the franchise quarterback here in Carolina. But none of that really matters if he doesn't know the plays, if he doesn't know how to get in and out of the huddle, if he doesn't know how to take a snap under center, if he does not know how to properly lead this organization as the quarterback with the full knowledge and full grasp of what Ben McAdoo wants him to do in this new system. So that's what's really most important for him. He said he's going to bring back, is he going to bring his playbook with him pretty much everywhere? But he has learned that when he goes to work, which this is their job, and we all know you have to find a way to find that work-life balance. And I think a lot of times, and we talked about yesterday, a lot of times we look at these guys as like, not necessarily just being people and having a job like it's not it's a different job it's a really cool fun job that they have but it is a job and at points in time you have to put it down and just try and be Matt Corral or be whoever you are in your normal life aside from football and he's had to figure out that balance and leaving at a reasonable time but still getting to that playbook and being prepared once they get down to training camp in a couple of weeks, Matt Rule has said that hey there's no acclimation period as soon as they get down there to Wofford it's full go let's see what we have out of this team and I and it can't be an acclimation period they need to know exactly who can help them and who can and if they don't have 53 guys they feel like can then they need to go out there and find them after roster cutdowns or via trade or whatever it's going to take for the Carolina Panthers to turn things around here because I know you're tired and I'm certainly tired of not seeing this team playing meaningful football games in December and now early January as the season has extended to 18 weeks of that 17th game I want playoffs this season I'm not sitting here thinking it's going to happen as of right now. I'm not ready to say what my final win total will be. I had expectations of eight, nine last year. They went five and 12. So they underdelivered for what we thought was going to happen, especially after that three and zero start. Big couple of weeks for these guys to stay in shape, get into the playbook, especially if you're Matt Corral and you're someone who might be called upon at points at a point in time this season to be the starting quarterback. So that's Matt Rule. That's Matt Corral and what they had to say after the final day of mandatory minicamp. Now, one of the big things that we're going to wonder over the next couple of weeks as the Panthers have continued to leave the quarterback position in limbo, do they bring in competition or are they cool rolling with Sam Darnold, Matt Corral, and yeah, P.J. Walker's still here, by the way. We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. At BlueNile.com, you can celebrate all of life's special moments from creating the custom engagement ring of her dreams to gifting a classic timeless jewelry piece all at prices you won't find at a traditional jeweler. 
Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Build the engagement ring of her dreams or celebrate life's special moments of fine jewelry. No matter what you're looking for, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and locked on sports listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement rings. Use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It seems like every time Matt Rule gets to the podium, Sam Darnold gets to the podium, Matt Corral gets to the podium, there are questions about what the Carolina Panthers are going to do at quarterback. Are they going to add another player at the position? We go all the way back to January at exit interviews here in Charlotte, North Carolina. As general manager Scott Federer said, we're going to add to that a position. We're going to try and be aggressive and find someone who can stabilize the quarterback position. There was talks about Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. You know all the entire story. Currently, as it stands, Carolina Panthers have Sam Darnold, who would be their starter if they played today, which, again, they do not play today. They don't even play in five weeks. They, I think it's like 10 weeks, 11 weeks, until they finally play a game that actually has consequence. And I'm not talking about the preseason. I'm talking about week one here in Charlotte, 800 South Bend Street against the Cleveland Browns and possibly – a guy who plays there's old team if he becomes a Carolina Panther. So what are they going to do? Will they bring in competition? Because right now, as I've said to y'all before, if Matt Corral, and I've seen some observations from people in Nick Carboni of a WCNC sports director, we're going to talk to him Monday. He's been there at mandatory minicamp the last couple of weeks. We're going to talk to him Monday, get a full wrap up as he had his boots on the ground. It can give us really some good perspective. But I saw him tweet out that, Right now, it's very clear that Sam Darnold is the best quarterback on the Panthers roster. I haven't heard a lot about P.J. Walker this last couple of weeks, this last week. I don't think anyone really cares where P.J. Walker's at at this point in time. We've kind of seen what he can do, who he is, and what his value is for the team. And he can be valuable to be someone who can start for one game. But you also know that in that one game, he's very likely going to give the ball away to the team. By very likely, he's guaranteed to give the ball away to the other team, which he's done. At every point in time, we've seen him out there on the field for the Carolina Panthers. And that's not to say that P.J. Walker can't help the team, but still P.J. Walker is not obviously the future at quarterback here for the Carolina Panthers. And really neither is Sam Darnold, but can Matt Corral be that? As of right now, the Panthers want to bring Corral along slowly. He needs to figure out the mental part of the game and figure out how to learn to plays and operate this offense in Ben McAdoo's system. That should be his chief concern, not trying to be a leader, not trying to be QB1. And obviously, he's a competitive guy. He wants this to be his organization, his franchise one day. I just feel like 
that day is likely going to be 2023. As of right now, to me, like Darnold's going to start week one, and we'll see how things go from there as the Panthers really got to hit the ground running because they have a tough schedule, as we've talked about, and where could Matt Corral maybe come in later on in the season and take over if that's where things do lead here in Carolina. But Matt Corral for right now is here to just learn the offense, grow and develop, not necessarily lead, which I've said to you all in the past means that there really isn't competition for Sam Darnold, who Matt Rule said looks night and day from where he was at this time last year going through OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Because the reports last season were, yeah, Darnold not looking great, trying to learn the offensive Joe Brady system and kind of struggling, which kind of put some people at ease. But again, it's only June. They're only out in shorts and T-shirts. When the pads come out, then we'll really get a good look at what Sam Darnold could do. And we saw what he could do was the same things that he did in New York, which is not very many things that are going to help the team win. And as Darnold has mentioned, he's got to hold up his end of the bargain by not turning the football over and putting the ball in the end zone, which he did not do very much of last season. Now, we'll see what happens. Matt Rule said, if something comes along that makes us better, then they'll look at it. He told us last week when asked about what they're going to do at the quarterback position, if they're open to bringing in someone like Baker Mayfield, that he and Scott Fitterer would meet after minicamp to evaluate the roster. There was also a report earlier this week from both Jonathan Jones, who initially had it out from CBS Sports, the NFL insider there, and Joe Person from The Athletic, who both talked about the Panthers still being interested in Baker Mayfield. Now, he has not been traded for. There was a soft deadline, according to Joe Person, of mandatory minicamp to get him in so that he could meet his teammates and try to get acclimated with his offense and get the playbook so he could have five weeks to show up and be ready to go once they got down to Wofford College. That has not happened. So for me at this point, I still don't see Matt Corral as offering true competition as of this moment and probably not in five weeks. We'll see. He could surprise all of us. and I guess he could surprise me and the folks right now who are sitting there saying, all right, maybe not yet, but eventually he could be the, the guy. I don't think out the gate, but maybe mid, midway through the season, especially if this team is struggling, you go to him instead of going to P.J. Walker. We'll see how things pan out. There's not really true competition to me on this roster when it comes to Sam Darnold. And I don't think they should give up assets for Baker Mayfield. I don't see a like-for-like like switch happening. Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland um, Plain Dealer, uh, she had tweeted out or reported about uh, this yesterday that it's unlikely that there would be a like-for-like like swap. And I'll put like-for-like like in quotes because if you watch Sam Darnold and you watch Baker Mayfield, you see they're not alike other than their first organizations were over them. But Darnold, far worse in New York and here in Carolina through his first four years than Baker Mayfield. Like Mayfield getting the fifth-year option last year wasn't crazy because he was coming off of a divisional round in the best season that he's ever played in the NFL after year three. For Darnold, it was kind of confusing because he had been terrible in New York and the Panthers had given up three picks to get him. But in a way you understood it. Cause if you looked at it um, mathematically with the with salary wise, 22 million over two years. Now it's 4 million last season, now 18 million this season. And that's where you get to the issue. But at the end of the day, both of those guys certainly should not be making $18 million this upcoming season. And really Darnold shouldn't be, but Baker Mayfield, you could make a case to why and how you got to this point. But for me, I've never understood why Cleveland would want to bring Sam Darnold there. I understand what's going on with Deshaun Watson and they're still in limbo as far as whether he's going to be available at all this season, or how many games he might miss, and their plan is to have Jacoby Brissett be the starting quarterback if when Deshaun is out. 
And then after that, they have Josh Dobbs, who, hey, it's hard to find a lot of quarterbacks that you can trust. And I and people are saying, oh, well, if the Browns do leave, lose Deshaun for a season, they're going to have to find a better backup than Jacoby Brissett. Well, how many guys are really out there? Now, Darnold, I guess, yeah, he would be an upgrade over Josh Dobbs. But do they really want to be paying their third-string quarterback $18.858 million? I would think not, and he's not better than Baker Mayfield. So I really don't see how it makes a lot of sense for Cleveland. I can see how people draw that conclusion to why they might want him for that instance. But if I'm Cleveland, I'm going to sit and wait and see how things pan out first before saying, yeah, maybe we can swap the two. But as of right now for me, because they missed the deadline, and I had said weeks ago, if you're going to do it, do it. I understand the Panthers only want to pay a certain amount of salary, all that jazz and all, whatever that's going on. But still, if you want to bring in somebody, bring them in during OTAs, mandatory minicamp. They didn't do that. So for me at this point, stick with Darnold and see what Ben McAdoo can do with him and keep developing Matt Corral, and you know you have P.J. Walker who can step in for a game and help you win a football game if need be. Those are the three guys you need to move forward with for, at this time for me. Unless Baker Mayfield gets cut and is available to be, pay, to be paid league minimum, then you can do that. But if it means trading assets after this and he hasn't been around, forget it. Just roll with Darnold, Corral, and P.J. and hope, which is not a plan, a plan for the best in that these guys get in the playbook the next five weeks and come ready to go and can be coached and developed by Ben McAdoo and Sean Ryan down in Wofford College. So we'll see how things pan out, but that's how I feel as far as the quarterback position as that will continue to be something that looms over the next couple of weeks. In the next couple of weeks, like there's nothing good that can happen truly over these next five weeks. It's going to be the doldrums of the NFL offseason. And maybe on if there was someone on this roster that was franchised like last year, Taylor Moten, there would be some sort of news of whether the Panthers would make a deal. But other than that, there can't be any positive news for the Carolina Panthers other than maybe, hey, they signed Carlos Dunlap. Or they, if you feel that would be positive, trade for Baker Mayfield or Jimmy Garoppolo or sign one of those guys that they get cut. I don't know. Other than that, it can only be an arrest and bad stuff. So hopefully, fingers crossed, no more drama. But again, there's never a slow news day up at 800 Southman Street here in Uptown Charlotte. One thing that is looming, though, too, as we head into Spartanburg and training camp in a couple of weeks is left tackle. Been some talk, some chit chat that maybe Brady Christensen could be right there at left tackle to start off training camp. And where does Iki Aquanu land? If that's the case, we'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Y'all, you know our friends over at Built Bar are always coming out amazing new flavors. Well, this time they have truly outdone themselves with new Mud Pie Built Bars and Mud Pie Puffs. For the first time ever, they are introducing Mud Pie flavor in both the bar and the puff. And if you're not sure what a Mud Pie tastes like, well, if you're a chocolate fan, then you better sit down for this and take a deep breath. The new Mud Pie Built Bar is rich whipped cream and chocolate mousse smothered. Absolutely smothered in 100% real chocolate and topped with cookies and cream and crumble. It's incredible. I got them in the mail yesterday, immediately took out the bar one and devoured it. It was so freaking good, y'all. You got to get it. Not convinced. Well, luckily, you're in luck 
for the best thing here. It's actually good for you. No, really. All built Bars are good for you. They're low calorie, high protein, and low sugar. Mud pie is packed with 16 grams of protein and only 150 calories and 8 grams of sugar. It's like your mom baked the most deliciously creamy chocolate mud pie and wrapped it up just for you, and it's healthy. And make sure you go there now and get them because they're only going to be available for a limited time. So go to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, as we know, there were two major priorities for the Carolina Panthers following the 2021 season and losing seven straight games. It was at quarterback, and of course, it was at left tackle, and that was really the main thing that Scott Fitter wanted to do was fix the offensive line. Sign Austin Corbett on the first day of free agency, Brian Bradley Bozeman, and then they finally found someone someone to fill the void, the constant turnstile, literally, at left tackle. And that guy is Iki Iquanu from Providence Day, played at NC State, drafting him sixth overall. Well, at least we thought that was going to be the case, and it very well may still be the case. But there's some chit-chat from Matt Rule and others who have been down there at Mandatory Minicamp the last couple of days saying that Iquanu might not be the guy at left tackle come week one. Matt Rule said, He's not sure who will take the first rep at left tackle once they get down to training camp in a couple of weeks, whether it would be Iki Aquanu or Brady Christensen. He is a no. Rule indicated that Aquanu is playing at a level most rookie offensive linemen are at, which is a B minus, and he needs to be playing at an A or an A minus level as a starting NFL left tackle. Indicated he might need to cut a bit more weight in his own train uh, before his uh, on his own before training camp in a couple of weeks, which will be important for him. And again, the Panthers have five weeks to prepare. I, I, I feel like someone had said this to me and asked me about this last week. I want to say, I think it was like our, one of our listeners, Abby, was asking me about, hey, could that, this actually happen? Like the Panthers brought Iki Aquano in to be the left tackle. James Campen, the new offensive line coach, sees him as a left tackle. And that's only where Iki Aquano has worked out so far. Now, he's been working with the second unit for the most part in OTAs and during mandatory minicamp, which at this point in time, I don't really see is that that big of a deal because it is only June. We'll see where he is once we get down to September, but really more importantly, where he's at in five weeks and even seven weeks when they start playing some preseason games um, here in Charlotte in the NFL, wherever they else, I forget where the preseason games are at, whoever, who they play. I know they play Buffalo, but whatever. That's when we'll really get to see where he's at. And he'll get plenty of reps. And that's the thing that's important for him is getting the repetition to be out there and get prepared. Because again, first week of the season is Miles Garrett. And that guy is a dude. And it's been something I've also tried to say to y'all as I'm excited about Icky. Y'all saw me when he got drafted. I was just darn near into tears because I was so excited. They finally got something that I'd been literally banging the table about for years. Get a left tackle, find somebody, no more of 
the Russell Kungs, no more of the Michael Ors, no more of the Mike Rimmers, no more. I can't take it. My heart, the Byron Bells, no more. Find somebody who can finally solidify that spot. They found a local hometown guy to do it, but he might not be ready. And that's the thing. Yeah, Icky is going to bring the intensity, the violence, the physicality. He's going to set the tone. That's why they brought him here. But can he set the tone from day one, week one against Miles Garrett? I don't know. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not. I'm going to lean towards Miles Garrett winning most of those battles than the rookie. Now, if the rookie can do it off the jump, then heck yeah, man. I'm all about that. But I'm not going to sit here and say like, yeah, that's my expectation. My expectation is Miles Garrett's going to probably have a pretty good day. Not going to go nuts, but Icky Aquana think can hold his own for the most part. I don't know how Brady Christensen would do against Miles Garrett. But they look at Brady after what they saw the last three weeks, and they've there's been some echo. I mean, not, not really echo, but there's been talk that Campen said he would have wished to see more of Brady Christensen at left tackle, which sounds a lot like what a lot of the fans were saying last year, as well as Brady can get that out of as many reps. Brady's playing at left guard. He's playing at left tackle, ideally, for Carolina. And I'm sure for Matt Rule and James Campen is that Icky gets that A minus, A level, can start there at left tackle day one. And, of course, they can have Brady there at left guard and then Taylor right tackle, Austin Corbett at right guard, and we'll figure out pedal flying or, Brady, or uh, Bradley Bozeman there at center. I would lean towards Bozeman being that guy. So that's what they would probably want, but they have to have a backup plan. And that backup plan would be Brady Christensen at left guard, at left tackle, and excuse me, and then at left guard, sounds like Michael Jordan. Or maybe even sliding an Icky. Now, Icky said that he'll do whatever they ask him to do. If they want him to play on the right side, he'll play on the right side. They want him sliding, he'll do that. But, you know, right now he's getting on the reps at left tackle, and that seems to be their plan. Just got to have a backup plan just in case the rookie's not ready to go. So that was something that was interesting to hear as that's not really a conversation I would have entertained all that much. Like, they want him to be there, but they just got to, you know, they're going to give him some time to really work to that and earn that position instead of being like, hey, Rook, here you are, left yard, left tackle. Good luck. We'll see how you do. Um, so after that, Matt Rule again, he's expecting uh, everyone as far as like health updates here as we're going to wrap things up in a moment. Uh, Matt Rule said you expect everyone, all the players to be a full go by training camp. The one guy who might not be a full go is Davion Nixon, who suffered a knee injury last year. Um, he's still recovering from that and is almost where he needs to be. He thinks that he being Rule thinks that uh, Nixon should be possible might be cleared to go work out but he might not be ready to go once the pads fully come on so there's just one player to look out for as far as that but other than that the other the other 89 guys who will be arriving down there in Wofford College in five weeks should all be uh, ready to go and Matt Rule said how it's important that they work out so they can avoid any sort of soft tissue injuries because they they've been kind of it's interesting the analytic part analytical part of it um, and, uh, you know, you guys know I'm a big Liverpool fan. It was really good in New York Times article on Liverpool and just their, how they apply analytics to their team and really tracking. And this is what a lot of soccer teams do, tracking the amount of uh, you know yardage that these guys cover. That's what the Carolina Panthers have really uh, brought in here as well. Like they're tracking to see, you know, how much um, movement these guys are, are doing throughout the course of training camp. And I, I expect – a guy like Christian McCaffrey will certainly be monitored by far the most and anyone who's coming off an injury like Nixon. Um, but that's kind of how they're what they're implementing. So it's very important that these guys continue to run. Like he thinks that a lot of these guys are probably strong enough, big enough. They don't need to necessarily, they can keep lifting weights. They should keep lifting weights. But they really need to run to avoid any of those soft tissue injuries as he believes like all that stuff can be avoided, especially when you go from, if you're not doing anything, really kind of just chilling, taking things easy to 
having a massive load uh as that sounds really bad uh place on your body as you oh my god uh, as you once you get down there to training camp and with that let me just wrap up this show my goodness um okay that's gonna be it for this edition of the locked on panthers podcast part of the locked on podcast network um your host as always julian council uh, talking Panthers with you uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. But this week we've been five days a week, which is our normal schedule, but we are in off-season mode. We'll have the weekly Friday mailbag tomorrow. So, again, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council and uh, either at me at Julian Council or DM me at Julian Council. Always easier to just DM me, and I'll get to your questions tomorrow. But it's also important um, that you subscribe to the show here on YouTube and you subscribe to the show on whatever podcasting platform you listen to so you don't miss a single episode. So we're back tomorrow on Friday for the weekly Friday mailbag. Then next Monday, we'll have Nick Carboni of WCNC. We'll have a Wednesday episode, and then we'll be back to the weekly Friday mailbag on Friday. So that will be probably the schedule for at least the next four or five weeks. I think last year, the week before training camp, that has going back to five days a week, which was kind of annoying because there was no news really. And it's just like, okay, well, can we get to the point where there's actual news? I do have a content plan for y'all um, here the next couple of weeks. So, so we'll evaluate the entire roster. We'll talk, of course, camp battles and all that kind of stuff. Once we get a little bit closer, probably four weeks, the training camp. But in the next couple of weeks, we'll I'll find things. Uh, we'll look at each position group, tight end, running back, quarterback, which we spent a ton of time talking about, wide receiver, linebackers. We'll talk about all the position groups, give them some time um, on either their own separate episode or put a couple of groups there in one episode that will be kind of what to look forward to over the next couple of weeks and if you guys have anything you want to hear about always feel free especially just dm me through twitter and ask like hey let's kind of you know look back in the past some of the things that happened with the carolina panthers anything you guys want to hear i'm here to help service you especially this time of the year like i'm a guy who loves i hate the offseason absolutely hate it i love when the games are happening because there's so many more interesting things to talk about like what's actually happening on the field opposed to like hey what might happen and we still kind of do a little bit of that during the season, but I'm a guy who likes to react to the games and think about like what the next opponent's going to be opposed to being like, man, what, how might this offensive line kind of figure out look like once we get there to Spartanburg? Like, okay. That's good. That's what we got to do here, but uh, not always the most fun conversation for me, but I'm here to give you guys content. So I appreciate everyone who listens to the show. So um, that's going to be it. So again, guys, as always stay safe, be cool. It's very hot outside. I'm your local weather reporter, apparently. And as always, keep pounding, and I will talk to y'all on Friday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.